Welcome to Words of Inspiration with Rev. James T. Brown, Jr., the lead pastor of Tabernacle of Worship. Let's join today's message in progress. Listen, as you know, we started our new series titled simply this, Now What? Now what? And we are digging in and diving in a little further. And in fact, we're staying right here in the book of Hebrews chapter 4. And we're going to begin at verse 6, at verse 14 this time. Hebrews chapter 4, beginning at verse 14. There's some other things we need to unveil here. Verse 14, here our scripture, it reads, it says, Seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. We're going to speak today from the subject, Crack the Code crack the code. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. You need to stay with us today. Here I want you to understand as we approach this passage, we have to see the importance of the high priest that goes before our holy God on our behalf. But how, how is it then that with all that we've done and that, that he can see us as his sons, and daughters, even as we are. Oh, that's the glory of this passage. That's the glory of this passage. Look back with me at verse 14. Verse 14, seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus, the son of God, let us, let us hold fast our profession. Let us hold fast our profession. You see, we have to recognize the greatness of the high priest that we have in Jesus. Let me say that again. We have to recognize the greatness of the high priest that we have in Jesus, that we have in Jesus. You see, that the high priests of Aaron and the others of his day were under the law. They were under the law. They were considered great in the eyes of men and in accordance to the law. But they were merely faint types and shadows of the one to come, Jesus Christ. That's all they were, were types and shadows of what Jesus would be to come. You see, we, we know that Jesus passed into the heavens, ascending into, the, into glory to be our advocate and intercessor and covering. We understand that. We understand that. But we also have to understand this. We, we have to see this. So where, where earthly high priests could only go behind the veil and they only were able to do it once a year and make sacrifices to uh, mere symbols that were replicating the presence of God. Our high priest is seated at the right hand of the Father, always in his presence, forever interceding for us, for you and for me. I need somebody to type in chat right now. My high priest. 
my high priest. Jesus is your high priest, the one who's right there interceding for you. As you go through your challenges and your problems, when you're trying to figure it out, he's the one who's praying for you. He's the one who's seated there forever making intercession for you. We must be grateful. Remember, type it, my high priest, my high priest. Look with me at verse 15. Verse 15, it says this. For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are yet without sin, yet without sin. We've done, we, we, we have not this high priest that can't be touched with what we've been touched with. Listen, let me ask you a question. Aren't you glad that Jesus knows how you feel? <laughs> Aren't you glad that he's intimately, intimately understands? He has intimacy with you. Into me, you see. He's able to see into you and understand exactly what you're feeling, exactly what you've gone through. He's not an austere God that's far off. Many people, they, they have this or opinion or, or objector or yeah, opinion of God. They, they have this vision of God that he is this austere God that's so far off that you cannot touch him, that he cannot touch you. Listen, you're, you have a personal God. He's intimate with you. He loves you. He's close to you. He understands and wants to know your feelings and what you're going through. And Jesus has experienced those things. He knows how you feel. He knows how you feel. Listen, we have a gracious high priest who is merciful, compassionate, and sympathizing. He sympathizes with you. Remember, remember, after, after his, his friend died, his friend Lazarus died, remember, Mary and Martha cried, and he weeped because of what they were being broken with in their heart. He understands. He sympathizes with you. You have to understand that. You see, Jesus was also, also, he was tempted in every way like we are, just like we are. But he didn't sin. He didn't sin. Now, some people are offended by that notion, offended by that understanding. And they will come at the crossroads with doctrine saying that how is that possible and trying to find everything to say that Jesus would. He wasn't without sin, that Jesus was sinful, that Jesus has somehow sinned like every other man. But to say that is to say that water isn't wet. <laughs> no, Jesus was without sin and he was able able to live that way and to walk that way for a reason, for a purpose, because he was an example for us that we would see and understand. So because he went that way and even because he was able to live without sin, that's not to our detriment. That's to our blessing. That's to help us. Why is that? Because we now know that he understands what it feels like to face hard things, to face like hard family dynamics hard family dynamics that you have to live through to deal with the loss of loved ones, to, to go through the difficult financial times. You understand Jesus was a son. He was a son to a father that he lost when he was in his teenage years. 
He had to feel that. He had to live through that. He had to watch his father as a carpenter conduct business and see people try to take advantage of him. He had to see that. He had to live through that. He had to see friends and others get hurt and to lose relationships and to lose loved ones themselves and to go through brokenness. He had to watch that and experience that. He felt it. He did. You have to understand, he understood all of those things, but he also knows what we need during those most difficult moments and is giving us what? He's giving us access to our Heavenly Father to bring us through, giving us the answers that we need when we have to do this one little thing. He'll give us the answers that we need when we do this one little thing. Look with me at verse 16. Verse 16, it says this. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. In time of need. You have to understand this. You have to pray to God. You have to pray to God. You have to. That's how you boldly approach the throne of grace is by your prayer life. It's by your prayer life. Listen, we must understand what prayer is for us. We must understand what prayer is for us. Listen, I love something that Dr. Tony Evans said. I love what he said about prayer. Prayer is the divinely authorized method of accessing heavenly authority for intervention on earth. Oh, my goodness. He's saying that God designed prayer so we can actually access the heavenly authority and give it permission to intervene with our earthly affairs. In other words, when you pray unto God, you're actually opening up and saying, God, I want you to move in this situation. God, I need you to help me in this situation. I need you to bring answers to me. I need you to open up my eyes. I need you to unstop my ears. I need you to soften my heart. I need you to touch even my enemy. I need you to bring healing to my body. I need you. When you, give, when you pray unto God, you're now giving heaven, heaven access to come down and say, now it's time to step in. It's time to step in. Uh, we must understand that. We must understand that. We know that Jesus is able to understand our pain because of what we know that he endured during his season on earth. We understand that he knows that and he understands our pain. So we shouldn't come sheepishly to the throne. We should come boldly to the throne of grace that we can obtain favor, that we can obtain help. We can obtain help when we need it. Remember when he told the story of the woman who went before the judge? Remember the judge who was wicked, according to Jesus' parable, who was wicked, said, I got to do what this woman wants me to do because otherwise she's going to worry me. She's going to weary me. She's going to wear me out. He said, if 
This wicked man will respond that way to someone, a child of God who is standing up. How much more will the father answer us when we call unto him? Oh, my goodness. We must come boldly to the throne, boldly before our father. Listen, I, I remember a time years ago then when my wife and I we were raising our children. And, uh, you know, we, it was a time when money had gotten a little bit funny. We got a little tight and we're sitting there and we literally were trying to figure out how to feed the family. Literally trying to figure out how to feed the family. I'm like, how in the world are we going to make this happen? And during that time, I said, the only thing I could do, the only thing I knew to do was to pray. The only thing I knew to do was to pray. So I prayed and asked God, Lord, what, what do I do? How do I do this? How do I take care of these kids? They got to eat. My wife got to eat. I need to eat. <laughs> How do we do this? The Lord answered me. He said, this is what you do. Go to the store and get some soup. Get some cans of soup. Whatever you like, get some cans of soup. They were about $2 a can at the time. Then he said, go ahead and get a bag of rice. A bag of rice is about 69 cents. And he said, now take that and feed your family. I want you to understand that we were able to feed them for uh, feed eat all of us for almost a week with less than $50, less than $50. We were able to go through. Now, we didn't have soup and rice now. What we had was like beef vegetable soup over a bed of rice. <laughs> we had like chicken and sausage jambalaya over a bed of rice. <laughs> We had chicken noodle soup over a bed of rice. Listen, sometimes it's, it's, it's not what you say, it's how you say it. <laughs> you got to just choose the right wording to create the right image to be able to get you through. But here, it, I, went, I did that and we were able to feed each other for a week or more and we still had a little money left over. Somebody needs to type in chat right now, Grace. Thank you for listening to today's message. We pray that it was a blessing to you. If you're in the Metro Atlanta area, we invite you to join us for our regularly scheduled services at Tabernacle of Worship. You will also be able to get this entire message. Please feel free to visit our website at www.taboworship.org. That's www.taboworship.org for more information.